on Kaf Aleph on the face. Double dots, about halfway down. Rabbi Huda Aima. Okay. Right. So before we start, let me. I'll, t- I'll tell you what Clive's question was last week, and I, I, I looked into this a little bit. What he asked was like this: The Gemara said that Rabbi Huda. There were two memories from Rabbi Huda on Mashmuel. The first one was. Oh, is this Clive? No. For, first memory of Rabbi Huda Mashmuel was that if you're in the middle of davening and you realize you've davened, you've got to stop straight away. And the Gemara asks a question. You realize what? If you realize you've already davened, ah. then you mm-hmm. must stop straight away. Shmanesra, yeah. So the Gemara asked a question and said, but we see with Shabbos davening that if you daven a weekday davening by mistake on Shabbos, then you should finish the brocha. You finish the weekday brocha. So why is it in one place? So that was the Gemara's question. Why is it in one place to see you've got to stop immediately? And when it comes to Shabbos, you finish off the weekday brocha and then you go back to the Shabbos davening. And the Gemara answer says, because really on Shabbos, you've got, you're supposed to, in theory, daven the weekday Shemonesra. And like Rosh Chodesh, you put in something at Rosay, something about Shabbos. But because of COVID Shabbos, they didn't want to be matriarch people, the Chazal didn't want to be matriarch people to, do, to say such a long Shmanesra. They said, you know, you say a, a much shorter Shmanesra on Shabbos. So what Clive asked was a very good question. He said, but there is a Gemara which says, that's true, and, and I brought it down in Aloha as well, that on Shabbos you don't make personal requests. Personal bakoshis you don't make on Shabbos. So how can you turn around and say, in theory, really you should be able just say the weekday Shemones from Shabbos but only because of COVID Shabbos they said you don't have to but you're asking for requests Shema Kaleinu Rufa'enu etc etc so the answer is the Mishnah Brewer brings in uh, in in Hilchus Birchus Amosen there it's discussed how come we can say Rachem no on Shabbos Rachem no Hashem Elokeinu is also it's a broch of of, of bakoshus. Rachem no Hashem Elokeinu, the Shmuel should have mercy on us. How can we say that on Shabbos? So the Mishnah Bura answers. He brings it from somewhere that the 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 answer is that if it is the normal text, then you can say the bakosha even if it's on Shabbos. And I'll tell you what the if normal text. In other words, if you bench during the weekday, you will also say Rachem no. So that's oh, the normal text of benching. Yeah. Therefore, that you can say in Shabbos. When it says you mustn't ask for a special request in Shabbos, it means not the normal text, something extra special that you want to ask for, which is not contained in the normal nusach in the text of of the uh, Shabbos. And, and and what's the logic behind it? What's the the, the swara? Because the reason why you're not allowed to ask for personal requests in Shabbos is because it takes away from the ironing Shabbos. Because you're going to be thinking, if you are allowed to ask for personal requests and Shabbos, it will th- make you think about your, your weekday problems that you're thinking about, and that will take, that's why you're asking for the personal request, and therefore it's a, it takes away from the only Shabbos. However, if you're saying texts which you normally say in any case, that's not so direct as a personal request, and therefore it won't take away the only Shabbos. So therefore, that answers the question that how come on Shabbos, Chazal really said, in theory, you should say the weekday Shemonesra, only because of covered Shabbos you didn't, because it's the normal text. It's the normal text that you say in Shemonesra during the week, so it's okay. I mean, I will tell that to Clive when he, uh, 
personally. Now, we come to Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda. Now, in order to sort of understand what Rabbi Huda is saying, we've got to go back to our Mishnah. Our Mishnah is on Kaf Omad Base, right near the bottom, the Mishnah, about, about seven, eight lines from the, from the bottom, about Balkari. So just to remind ourselves again, that it's like this. A Balkari is somebody who has a, um, uh, a discharge, he has a discharge, and Midaraisa, all that stops it, if he has a discharge, all he has to do is he can't, cannot partake Truma and Kodshim, etc. And he's got to go to the mikvah and wait till nightfall, and then everything is okay. That's Midaraisa. Came along Ezra, and, and it was Masakan, he, he instituted that they cannot even say, a Balkari cannot say words of Tyra, and, <coughs> and by extension, words of Tefillah as well. So that, let's just go over that Mishnah, because without sort of recalling what the Mishnah says, the Gemara is not going to make much sense. So he said like this, so when it comes to Shema, You've got a problem. If somebody is a Balkari and he wants to say Shema, what does he do? Balkari Maharu Balibo, says the Mishnah. A Balkari, when it comes to the time of Shema, because of the Takonas Ezra, he's not allowed to say the word loud. Therefore, he's Maharu Balibo, he thinks about it. <coughs> However, but the Brochus before Krishna and after Krishna, namely Yotzar and Avarabo, before, and Emmas for Yatsev afterwards, that he shouldn't say. Not only he shouldn't say, but he sh- doesn't even have to be Mahara. He doesn't even have to think about it. And the Gomorrah came out, and, the, and the, well, Rashi says here, straight away, and that was the, sort of what the Lashon of the Gomorrah is, because since the Brochus are only Jerabbonon, as opposed to Krishna, which is Deraisa, therefore, you don't have to be Mahara. That's what the, the Mishnah said. And similarly, you say the bracha afterwards because afterwards is the riser. But when you have food and you say the bracha beforehand, that you don't have to say. Now comes what Rabbi Huda says. However, Rabbi Huda, yeah, I might say or any food. It doesn't have to be on dafgam path. Any food since the bracha beforehand is only a drabonon. If you're a balkeri, you don't say it. According to the Tanakama. No, 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 he's not allowed to say it. He's not allowed to say either words of Tyra or words of Tefillah until he's gone to the mikvah. Until he's been, until he's been tired of himself. So, no, 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 he can eat, he can eat, but he's not allowed to say, he doesn't say the brocha. Yeah, eat, he can eat, yeah, there's no... no yeah, without the brocha, yeah. It's like an iron who, 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 who can eat, an island can eat, but he just doesn't make a brocha. No, because you can't say a brocha because you're a balkari. Okay? So that was, however, because the Muslim is just derived, so that you do say that. That was the situation, that was the opinion of the Tanakhama. And then we had Rabbi Huda Aymer, Rabbi Huda says, Mavorach Lifneim Ula Achrayim. He says the brochas, both before, not only says Shema, but he says the brochas beforehand, and afterhand as well. In other words, says the brot bichas krishma yatsa and avarabo and emesiyatsev. Afterwards, you do say it. And similarly, he would also say that you say the brocha on food beforehand as well. Not only you say bichas the mosel, but the brocha before food you do. So Rabbi Huda is completely mechulah with the tanakama. <coughs> right. So now we're going to the Gemara is going to sort of discuss where does Rabbi Huda get his view from. 
Rabbi Huda Aymar, Rabbi Huda says, Mavarach lefneim leachreyam. We're starting the Gemara now. Kafalafomad base. Okay? Rabbi Huda says you make the brachas Kriyashima before and afterwards. Now, the, the, uh, from the Gemara later on, we will see that when we say here, Rabbi Huda Aymar, Mavarach lefneim leachreyam, it even means that you can say it loud. Right? You can openly say it, not, not because not, not, not that he had to just be Mahara that he thinks about it, but he can say it loud. And the, and the Ritvo explains like this, that, that since Rabbi Huda says that even though it's a Drabonon, the Brochus, the Bichas Krishma, or the Brocha before food is a Drabonon, nevertheless he says that you must say it, which means he doesn't hold of the Taconus Ezra, well that's what the, the Gemara is assuming at the moment, that he does not hold of Taconus Ezra at all. Since he doesn't hold him to Kondas Ezra, he says you're even allowed to say the Brocha or Bech's Krishma loud. So ask the Gemara Kasha. The Memra, is that to say, the Kasav Rabbi Huda, the Rabbi Huda holds Balkeri Muta Bedivrei Torah. A Balkeri is allowed to say words of Torah. Because that's what Rabbi Huda is saying. Mavorach Lifneim Lachreim. By the way, Torah and Tfilah, that goes together. In other words, you can't say holy words, so you can't say words of Tyra, and you can't say Tvila as well. The fact that he allows you to say not only the derisas, but you can say it openly, even the Birch's Krishna, which is Drabonon, so it shows, it seems to be that he's saying that Balkari is Mutta Badivre Tyra. So ask Gemara, how can this be the case? But on Rabbi Shimbalevi, Rabbi Shimbalevi said, Minata Balkari should also Badivre Tyra. <coughs> Where do we know from in the Torah that a Balkari is also Bedivrei Torah? Now you might immediately ask me an obvious question. Who says, it's a, at the moment we're talking about Takonos Ezra. As Ezra came along and made a Takonos. We just said before, Midoraisa. Midoraisa is only also Betruma, Betkochem, and then he does Tfil on the day and that's finished. Ezra Cipher came along and made a special Akonah that you can't even do Tyrant's filler if you're a Balkari until you've titled. So why is the Gemara asking now, it, it, it's asking where do we know in the Tyro and the Pesukim, we will have in a minute, that they're Pesukim to tell you that a, 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 a Balkari is also Bedivri Tyro. And the answer to that is, if you remember, we learned sort of a couple of blood back that the, 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 the Takonah of Ezra was based on the Derisa. If you remember, we had, because we, dis- we were discussing there on Kafomad base, we were discussing whether here is Kadibadomi or not, and we said, if the hero is Kadibadomi, if you only have to be Mahara, and it is hero is like Dibur, Yotzi Bisfosov, to say it out loud, why is it only Mahara? So we answered Kadachom Basinai, just as we found at Har Sinai. There it says, I'll teach you Ishar when, when they were getting the Torah, therefore, you shouldn't become a Balkari. So therefore here as well, so too, if anyone wants to say words of Tyra, therefore we shouldn't become a Balkari. So what we're saying is, of course, the, the Takona of Ezra is, is not Midoraisa, because it's the Takona of Ezra. But the Takona of Ezra was based on what happened at Sinai, uh, at, at, at uh, Sinai. So therefore now the Gemara asks the question, now the Balkari should also be Tyra. How do we know a Balkari is also be Tyra? Shenema, as it says as follows, this is a posuk in Veschanan. You shall make known to your children and to your grandchildren. What should you make known? The Torah. 
because the posik there is talking about the Torah. The Somechlei, and the next posik says, Yomashel Madatol Lefnei Hachorev, the day that you were standing at Hasinai. Now, we have something called Smuchim, which means, if you had two Psukim next to each other, you can darshan from one to the other. You learn things out from A to B, and from B to A. So what we're saying is here, we've got two psukim next to each other. So it says, And you're teaching Torah to your children and your grandchildren. And next to it is, The day you stood at Har Sinai. Now from the fact that these psukim are next to each other, we learn that following. Just as there, when the Torah was given in the Har Sinai, anyone who was a Balkari was... Um, couldn't participate in it before they went to the mikvah because it says al-tikshu al-isha etc afkan balekroyen asurin so here with regard to Torah study as well and tefillah by extension though anyone who is a balkari is forbidden before they go to tefillah to do it right now we learn out this this is smuchim Smuchim makes it a deraisa. In other words, you've got two psukim who are next to each other, and from these two psukim you learn out that a balkeri is also bedivet Torah, because just as Harsina, you've got the posuk of learning Torah as and the very next posuk says Yomashah Madatol, we talk about we talk about Harsinai, just as in Harsinai, balkeri was also to participate, so here as well, it's also to participate in Debrei Torah if you're a Balkari. There's clearly, there's, there's a smach to it, Midaraisa. So how can Rabbi Yehuda say that the brochas of, before the brochas Krishna, you still say it, right? And, it, and indicating from there that he doesn't hold at all of Takonos Ezra. Takonos Ezra is based on Deraisa, so he muscled it. So that's the question, that's the question of the Gomorrah. Now, Says the Gemara carries on. Vachitema, if you want to answer, there is a possible answer. That simple. Rabbi Yehuda loydara smuchim. Rabbi Yehuda doesn't hold a smuchim. He doesn't hold the whole concept of the fact that you've got posik A followed by posik B that you can learn out A from B and B from A that you can learn things out from each other. He doesn't hold smuchim. Is is a to say because they're together. He doesn't hold a smuchim. If you want to say that's the reason why Rabbi Huda allows, doesn't hold on the Takonus Ezra, and therefore that's why he allows a Balkari to say the Brochus If you want to say it's because he doesn't dash and smuch him, from Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef said that can't be the case. Why? Because Rabbi Yosef said, I feel a man Even somebody who does not learn smuchim, i.e., does not learn. The, 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 the official English word for smuchim is juxtaposition. Juxtaposition means you have two psukim next to each other. So they're there for a reason. But Mishnah Torah Dorish. So even people who don't hold of smuchim but when it comes to devarim, the safer of devarim, then they do hold of smuchim. And the ritual explains why. What, what, what is the difference between devarim and the rest of the Torah, why smuchim should be something that they're hold of in Devorim, but not in other places. And the answer is this, that in Devorim, Devorim is where Moshe Rabbeinu speaks to Klal Yisrael, and basically it's a repetition of everything that had happened beforehand. 
and therefore you would expect if something happened beforehand it should be in the same order it should be in the same order in Devarim and therefore if it's not in the same order or there's something a little bit different from when it was mentioned previously then that's significant and therefore that's why you do Dash and Smucha and we will see a practical example example of it in a few minutes time when we get to the Gemara but in any case at, at the moment is the question is we wanted to say that Rabbi Huda does not hold of uh, of Takona Sesra. So we ask, but it's to smuchim, or pesukim, or datum, levanech, or levanech, or levanech, or follow by Shet Yom HaShem So it shows that Balkeri is, is, is also B'Divrei Torah. And we wanted to say, but perhaps Rabbi Huda doesn't dash and smuchim. So we said that can't, <coughs> that can't be the case, because even anyone who does not dash and smuchim, that's B'cholotayra Kulat, but in Devorim, and these two Psukim come from Pashas Ve'eschanan, which is in Devorim, doesn't mean the Sedra of Devorim, it means the, the Sefer of Devorim, right? Therefore, he would ask and Smuchim. So we come back to our original question, what, <coughs> how does Rabbi Yehuda allow Bichas Shema Lefanea or Lachreo, and basically, from that, it's indicated that he does not uh, hold of Takona Sesra. As we say here, the Gemara carries on. Rabbi Huda, like Dara Shmuchem Cholatari Kula. Rabbi Huda himself, he doesn't dash and Shmuchem Cholatari Kula. Of Mishnah Torah, Dorit Dorish, Mishnah Torah, he does. Now the Gemara is going to give examples. How do we know that Rabbi Huda does not dash and Shmuchem Cholatari Kula, but he does dash and Shmuchem in Devarim? And it's uh, you know you got a help cop. Of a Cholatari Kula Minola de la Dorish, Cholatari Kula Minola. Where do we know that he does not dash and Shmuchem? The Tanya. We don't turn a brighter. Ben Azai Aimer, Ben Azai says, You shall not allow a sorceress, somebody who does sorcery, which we'll see in a minute exactly what it is, to live. Why is the, the, um, the, the word Mechashefer in, what do you call it, in feminine? Because most sorceresses were women. It was mainly women who did sorcery. I mean, I can give another funny answer, but uh, yeah, that's not for now. But in any case, Mechashefa Lo'sachaya. It says like this, you should not let her live, and if you look at Rashi, Mechashefa Lo'sachaya, and Rashi says, This is the point. All it says is, Mechashefa Lo'sachaya, you cannot let live a Mechashefa woman who does sorcery. But which way should you kill her? There are four ways. Abba Misa's best in, Hereg, Srefa, um, Skila and and Chedek. Yeah, there's four there, so, but we don't know which one. So it says Tadinem and Mechashefa Loischaya, right? And very next to it, these are two pesukim in Mishpotim, right? So not in Devarim, in Mishpotim. The Neemah says in the very next pasuk, Kol Shaychem Bahema Mois Yomos. Anyone who has relations with an animal should be put to death. Smochai Inyan Loim. Therefore, the Torah put these two psukim next to each, to each, to each other. Namely, Kolshachem Behema Mos Yumas is next to Mechashefa Laschaya. To tell you, Lomer to tell you, Machachem Behema Beskila. Just as if you have a relation with the Behema, you have Skila, which is stoning. Mechashefa Nami Beskila. Mechashefa is also Beskila. How do we actually know? Because it says Kolshachem Behema Mos Yumas. It also doesn't say which meter. But that we learn out from Xerah Shava. This is a, a, a Gomorrah and Sanhedrin. 
we learn out, it says, you shall kill the behemoth, using the lotion taharaigu, and it also says, by Avadazara, it says, also use a similar lotion of hariga, and just by Avadazara, it's from the forage there, that it's skila, so therefore that's how we know, so therefore we've got, so again, what we got, we got smuch in there, it says, Machashefa Lyschaya. A sorceress you shouldn't let live, as Rashi explains, but it doesn't say what meat it should get. Therefore, we look at the next posuk. The next posuk is called Shaykhan Behemimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimim
people who do the sorcery of Ovenids on it, they were included in the general Issa of Mechashei Falaschaya. Falomiyotsu. So why were they singled out for special mention in another posit completely? In order to compare all other sorcerers to them. And to tell you, just as Ovidani people who practice Ovidani, their Misa is Skila, because it says Mefurush in the Posuk, but even Yergumai Santameyambon, which is Skila, therefore, Afmachashefa is Biskila. Oh, so wait a minute, so what have we got here again? The, ta- the Ben Azai says, the reason, they both agree, Ben Azai and Rabbi Huda both agree that Machashefa gets Skila. Rabbi Huda, Ben Azai says the reason is because you've got Smuchim, because you've got the two Psukim next to each other, you've got Machashefa Lazchaya next to Koshochem Behemah Masyumos, and just as Koshochem Behemah Masyumos is Biskila, so Machashefa Lazchaya is also Biskila. And Rabbi Huda says, why, hang on a minute, just because they're Smuchim, you're gonna give him the worst death? No. You Yutaka do give him skila, but why do you give him skila? For another reason at all, because Ivy Adoni, it says Mephorosh that they get skila. Now why are they not part of the whole Mechashef Alaschaya? Comes to tell you, just as, as Ivy Adoni gets skila, so Av Mechashef Alaschaya. Now this is a klau, which we say every day in Pashat Ezeim HaKaymah, which says as follows, Anything that was part of a general rule, which was Mechashef Alaschaya, and it's over your dining, it's part of Kishof, it's part of the general rule. The Yotzom and the Klalalamid, it went out of the Klal, and it's mentioned on its own, right, so it's an extra posuk of over your dining. Lalalamid, that's my Yotzom, doesn't only tell you that it's teaching about the over your dining, that that is Biskila. Lalalamid ala Klal, it tells you on anybody who, who's doing Machashev will get Skila. So, that's an example, yeah. So Rabbi Yehuda says that's the reason. So what do we see from there? What, what, what's the main point that the Gemara, the crux here that the Gemara is trying to bring out? That Rabbi Yehuda doesn't hold of smuchim, because these psukim are in mishbosim, they're not in devarim. And Rabbi, even though Rabbi Yehuda agrees that mechashef aloschaya is beskila. But not because of smuchim. In fact, on the contrary, Rabbi Huda says, Just because you got the two psukim together, we should give skila. So he shows he doesn't hold of, of uh, smuchim. Okay, in the end he comes to the same result of skila, but for another reason, because of what we said, called the Vashoi Bechal, etc. So we see from here that Rabbi Huda, Bechalatarikula, which is not long as not in Tavarim, does not hold of smuchim. Now comes the, the second part of a Mishnah Torah Menon on the Dorish. Now where do we know that in, so we must have a proof that in, Avra, that in, if it comes to Devorim, the Psukim in Devorim, <coughs> then he does hold of the Smuchim. So what is this? Follows. Rebeleza Aimer, Rebeleza says, Noise Odom Anusas Oviv Umfutas Oviv. Right. Let me first of all give a, give a haktoma. In Achremah, it says, there's two psukim. It says like this. Ervas eishas ovichaloisagale. The wife of your father, means even if it's not your mother, the wife of your father, you cannot have relations with. This is in, in the Pasha of Arroyas, which you say in your Kippur Mencha. And a few psukim later on, it says, Ervas kalos cholosagale. 
So in the first one it says Aishas Avicha, and the second one it says Aishas Bincha. So as far as the Tanakhama is concerned, you cannot have relations with either your father's wife or your son's wife. And that's it. That's the extent of the Issa. And you are allowed to have relations with a woman who either father or son has had relations with out of marriage, out of wedlock. So let's have a look at the Gemara now. Rebeleza Oma, Nice Odom, a person can marry Anusas Oviv, Umafutas Oviv. Anusas Oviv means a woman who basically has been raped by his father. Umafutas Oviv, or means a woman who's been seduced by his father. In other words, both these cases are cases where he did not marry the woman, but he had relations with her, either forcibly or, 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 or by agreement, but out of marriage. So you can. Rebeleza says you can. Why can you do that? Because in the Pesach it only says, Aishas of and Aishas Benchah. So only in the context of marriage, you your father's wife or, you, or your son's wife, you can't have relations with. However, if a, a man had relations out of marriage with a woman, whether it's Anusas Benayim or Futsas Benayim, whether it's forced or not, you can have relations with such a woman. So Nusas Adam Anusas Ovim and Futsas Oviv and Anusas Benayim and Futsas Benayim. A man can also have relations with the woman who has had relations with his son out of marriage. Now, now we come, that's the Rebbe Lezer holds that. Rebbe Huda says no. Rebbe Huda says, I agree with you when it comes to Anusas Benayim and Futas Benayim. If it's a woman who's had relations with his son out of marriage. However, I ask if it's Banusas, Rebbe Huda, I say Banusas Oviv and Futas Oviv. If your father has had relations with a woman outside of marriage, that you cannot have relations with her. Why? The Omer of Gidl Omarav, Gidl Omarav says, my time is Rabbi Huda. What's the reason of Rabbi Huda? In other words, on what grounds does he assert marriage to a woman who's had relations with his father outside of marriage? And the answer is, Smuchim. We'll see. The Chsivit says as follows, says in the Posuk, La yikach ish es eishas oviv. This is in Devorim, in Kitsaitse. Yeah. La yikach ish es eishas oviv. A man should not marry the wife of his father. Which is similar to what it, what we learned in, in the Arupash of our, of our royals. Right? La sagala ervas, uh, ervas eishas ovich la sagala. La yikach ish es eishas oviv. But then it carries on, Veloyagale es kanaf oviv. Now, literally translated means he should not uncover the robe of his father. So, what we learn, what's, what does that mean? Kanaf shera oviv loyagale. A son should not uncover, meaning he shouldn't have relations with the robe that his father saw. In other words, the woman with whom his father had relations with. Right? So, Rabbi Yehuda learns, we have a posik in the volume, which is not only la yikach ishes ishes oviv, not only a man may not marry or may not have relations with the wife of his father, but also la yagales knaf oviv means he shouldn't have relations with a woman who has had relations with his father even outside of marriage. Now, 
question is, how do we know when Rabbi Yehuda says Lalegalas Knaf Oviv, it means the father has had relations with another woman outside of marriage? How do we know that it is that? Um, it says, ask the Gemara. The Gemara goes a bit further. Um, we might have anusas oviv ksev. How do we know that this particular possible of layagalek naf oviv is talking about a woman who is not married to his father, but somebody with whom his father's had relations outside of marriage? How do we know that? All it says is layagalek knaf oviv. Why do you, why do you, Rabbi Huda Dashnis, as saying as a woman? who has had relations with a father outside of marriage and the answer is the because the very posuk before talk, <coughs> talks about says a man got hold of a woman means he forced her he raped her basically and then the posuk says he, he's, the punishment for that is he's got to give the the father of the girl 50 kesef so we're talking the pasuk beforehand talks about rape, and therefore, and then it follows on layagales knaf oviv. So layagales knaf oviv. The question of the Gemara was, how do we know that layagales knaf oviv is not talking about a, a man, a father who had relations with his with a woman within marriage, but rather a, um, a father who had relations with a woman outside of marriage? Because the positive beforehand talks about some a man who has relations with a woman outside of marriage. It talks about rape. So therefore, what do we say? What do we see from here? That Rabbi Huda holds smuchim. Right? Because again, what does he say? He says, Layagalek Knaf Oviv means you cannot have relations with a woman with whom your father's had relations. In other words, not within marriage, but outside of marriage. How does he know, how does Rabbi Huda know that Layagale Knaf Oviv relates to outside marriage? The answer is from the Posset before. Because the Posset before talks about what is the punishment of a man who rapes a woman outside of marriage. And therefore, since the Posset before is talking about a relationship outside of marriage, therefore, when we, when we have this possible Layagale, and it follows Layagale as Knaf Oviv, also relates outside of marriage. And therefore, that's why he says, Rabbi Huda Asus Ba'anusas Oviv and Mephutas Oviv. So what do we see from that? Oh, that he holds of Smuchim in Devarim. Because we had before the very same Rabbi Huda, he said, with Mechashefa, he didn't hold of the Smuchim. Where he all of a sudden he does hold of smuchim. So w- that shows us that even some, even Rabbi Huda, <coughs> even somebody who doesn't hold of smuchim, he doesn't devour him. So therefore we come back to our question again. How come Rabbi Huda allows a balkeri to say the brachos before and after Krishna? Right? Since, since we learn out from Psukim in Veschanan, which is in the, in the, in the safe of Devarim, we learn out Smuchim, Vadatum, Levanechum, Levanevonecha, Yomashea, Madato, and just as there, Malalom, Balekrin, Asurin, just as by Sinai, Balkarius, also, Afkan, Balekrin, Asurin, say here as well, the Balekarin, I'm sorry, in other words, if you're Balkari, you're also busy with Tebretari, where do you learn that from? <coughs> you learn that out from Smuchim. And the smuchim are in Tavarim. And we've said that Rabbi Yehuda, even though he doesn't hold smuchim, 
as we see from the case of Machashefel Aschai, which is Mishpotah, but we see clearly that here he does hold, because Rabbi Huda Oseb Anusas Oviv is because of the two Pesukim, which are Smuchim, Loyegalek, Knas Oviv, etc. And that is in Devorim. So we come back to our original Kasha, how come he allows the brachas to be said, and he doesn't hold that a Balkari is not allowed to say it from Vodatul of Necho, etc., etc. So just one little more. So Amr, they answered, and yes, quite right, permission of Tyra Dorish. In Devorim, he does darshan smuchim. However, oh, in that case, if he does smuchim, he should say, if Balkari is also been different Torah, and he shouldn't allow the Birch's Kriyashima. The honey smuchim, however, these particular smuchim of Yom Asher Madatar, and Vadasam Levonecha, that he needs for another member. They're needed by Rabbi Huda as a source for a teaching, another different teaching at all, Rabbi Shubh and Levi. So in other words, you're quite right, we've proved beyond any doubt whatsoever that Rabbi Huda does hold uh, Smuchim in Tavorim. However, these particular set of Smuchim of followed by which would tell us that a Balkari is also a retire that he, he doesn't hold of why? because he needs it for another limud and what's the limud he needs it for? Rabbi Levi anyone who teaches his son Tyra and it's, it's got exactly the same Gemara in Kedushin and there it talks about his grandson but any, anyone who teaches either his son or his grandson, Torah, the Torah deems it as if he personally received the Torah, this person who taught it, personally received it directly from Hasinai himself. In other words, even though he only learnt it from the Rebbe, in other words, he learnt it from his Rebbe, the, what he's teaching his son or his grandson, nevertheless, his Ke'ilu, he was standing at Hasinai and, and received it from Hasinai. Where do we know that from? Shinema, as it says in the Apostle, you shall make it known to your sons and to your grandsons, talking about Torah, it says afterwards, the day you stood before Hashem at Chayu. So therefore, he needs it. So the answer is, just, just a very, very brief review, our question was, how come Rabbi Huda does not hold smuchim? And if you want to say he doesn't hold smuchim, but that's only Bukhalatarakula and Tavorim, he, he does hold smuchim, and we brought proofs that he holds smuchim. And therefore, since his Yamashah Mazatov, the thing about Balkari does come from Pashal of Eshan, which is in Devorim, he should hold that Balkari is also, in that case, how come he allows the Birchus Krishna? And the answer is, you're quite right, in Devorim he does hold of Smuchim, but these particular Smuchim he can't dash him because he needs it for something okay. else to tell you that Kalam Alamed Lebnai Taira Amalavalavakosu Kitilu Kibla Mehachai Rav.